My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. My name is Pat. I teach the American accent as a profession, and I very much enjoy myself doing this. I get to help a lot of people, and I show people how they can step up their English-speaking skills and get a little more confident in their spoken English. Well, today I'm not going to get into much detail about accent. Maybe I'll give a few tips here and there. But the main thing I want to talk about is buying a house. Buying a house. I'm hoping to buy a house myself within a couple of years. I've got some plans to buy a house. Wouldn't that be nice? Currently, I don't own my own home. But it would be nice to. Because it can be a great asset for passive income, can it? Well, a lot of people buy houses, and the trouble is a lot of young people buying houses apparently are not taking more than 30 minutes, oftentimes, 30 minutes to an hour to check out the house. And I mean, this could be a place that you you may live for 30 years if you only look at it for 30 minutes, take a couple of pictures and stuff like that, and if you aren't sure what questions to ask, well... You may end up wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars. So let's make sure to guard your life savings and to make sure that you don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on something that you later regret buying. Because that would be an issue, wouldn't it? That would be a big issue. So I'm going to give you a little direction about what kinds of questions you want to be asking when you buy a house. Because... Beyond just buying a house, which is a big decision, it can be a little intimidating if you're buying a house and all of the communication is done in your second language. You may feel that people are trying to take advantage of you simply because you feel that you lack language skills. And I'm not trying to say people are going to take advantage of you, but honestly, when it comes to money, you can never be too sure of people's intentions with things, right? So let's make sure that communication between you and the realtor is crystal clear. And by the way, what is a realtor? What is a realtor and what is a real estate agent? Well, a realtor is someone who's an active member of the National Association of Realtors. So this is maybe someone a little more official. Whereas a real estate agent is someone with a license to help consumers buy and sell commercial residential properties. So not all real estate agents are realtors because not all of them are members of this association. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I'm 100% sure on, on you know, all the qualifications of, of the differences. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. But it's just when you're buying a house, you're going to hear both words, realtor, real estate agent. Both are qualified in selling houses, 
Both of them, they help consumers buy and sell properties. However, I suppose a realtor is kind of a special class of real estate agent. That's what I'm understanding here. So we've got a little bit of groundwork on the vocab there. Make sure that you're aware of those words. Before we get into this, make sure if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, well, hit subscribe. On whatever podcast app you're using, there's usually a subscribe button. Click it. Click it. And uh, and write a little comment, too, about what you thought about the episode. Because it's useful. It helps other people see the comment, and then maybe it helps other people improve their understanding of it as well, right? So write a little comment. Always good to share your thoughts. I appreciate reading those things. Well, anyway... Let's see some questions that we want to ask a real estate agent. Now, if you're interested about reading further on this, be aware of the fact that I am getting all of this information from LandmarkHW.com. Like I said, I've got no experience in buying a house, and uh, I'm, I'm learning here myself. And I was learning this the other day, and I thought, hey, these are some good tips. I've got to share this with people. So I'm not the expert here. I'm just reading off a website from experienced real estate agents. So that website name again is landmarkhw.com. Check it out. Learn a little bit about buying and selling properties. So the first question that we want to consider is asking, obviously, why is the owner selling the house? And how long have they lived there for? Is this person selling the house Maybe just because they've got a job somewhere else and they want to travel? Or are they selling the house because there's mold growing in the walls and they have a respiratory illness as a result? Are they selling it because there's ghosts? You know, did they just buy this house one year ago, realize it's haunted, and and they're getting out of there? Well, look into it. You don't want to buy a haunted house and not know it. You want to know that beforehand. So ask specifically, why are you folks selling this house? Why is the owner selling? And how long have they lived there? Have they just lived there for one year and they don't like the neighborhood? Have they lived there for 30 years? If somebody's lived in one spot for 30 years, oftentimes it's a pretty nice spot, right? If they lived there for 30 years, maybe you'd be happy to live there for 30 years. So consider these things. Consider asking why somebody wants to sell and how long they've been there. So number one, we're talking about why the person is selling the house and how long they've lived in that house. And yeah, that's all that you have to say. So here's the wording for that. So why is the person selling this property? Or why is the owner selling the property? How long have they lived in this property? Good things to ask. Next up, what's the market like in this neighborhood? That's the question number two. How is the market in the neighborhood? Because you want some idea of the future of the neighborhood where you're moving. Maybe it's a neighborhood where there are lots of foreclosures, a lot of people getting kicked out of their houses. A foreclosure is what happens when somebody has borrowed money to buy a house. They've taken a mortgage, we call that. They've borrowed money from the bank to buy a house, and they can't make those payments. 
The bank forecloses on them, kicks them out. So if the neighborhood is seeing lots of foreclosures, it could be a signal that the neighborhood is declining, that this is not a good economy area, and it may mean that your property value will go down in the future. And that's not a terrible thing. You know, property values go up and down. It'll go down for a few years, and then it'll go back up for a few years. They tend to do that. However, it is good to know because if you are someone who is paying close attention to the market, maybe you want to buy a house and flip it, which flipping a house, by the way, there's a good term. If you buy something and you flip it, it means that you buy it, you fix it up, and then you sell it to someone else. A lot of people do this and make a lot of money doing it. They flip houses. So if you're buying houses that you want to flip, well, if the neighborhood property value is dropping, then you may not want to buy something in that area. It may be volatile. Regarding the property value, you want to know the next question, question number three, what is the property worth? What's the property actually worth? You see, you want to look at, of course, many different places, and you want to get an idea of the value of homes all over the city because it ranges. It ranges depending on what's around, how the security is in the area. Uh, it depends on if there's a highway nearby, if there's expansion happening. The property value changes. And so you want to consider what is the property worth. You want to look at anything that the property has that may increase the value or be a liability. A swimming pool, for example, can greatly increase the value of a property, but it can also be a huge liability because you got to clean it, you've got to take care of it, and so a swimming pool, of course, adds to that value, and you want to consider that when you're looking at the entire property. So it's not only about what are they selling it for, because the person selling, of course, wants as much money as possible. But it's about what is the property worth compared to other properties? What does it include that other properties don't have? And is it worth an extra price possibly for those? Or would you be willing to take another house because it's a little bit cheaper? So an important question there. What is a property worth? All right. So, so far we've seen why is someone selling the house? What's the market like in the area? And what's the property worth? You want to compare the property value of one place with other places. Get a good idea of it. Next up, is the seller flexible on their asking price? Flexible. What does this mean? Does this mean that they do yoga? Well, not exactly. If somebody is flexible on something, it means that they're willing to negotiate. It means that maybe they list a property at a certain price and you think to yourself, it's a little overvalued. They're asking for a little too much money. And so what do you do? You negotiate the price. If they're flexible, then you may be able to get them to lower the price down a decent amount of money. You can save thousands of dollars if somebody is flexible and if you can negotiate on certain terms. So... Is someone flexible? Well, if they are, 
then uh, that can certainly save you quite a bit of money. Next up, are there any seller's disclosures? Disclosures, what does that mean? Well, disclosures means things, problems that they need to tell you about. To disclose something means to make it known. And this is a legal term. So if you don't ask about any disclosures, if you don't ask about anything, then they might try and sell you something and not tell you some important facts about it. Maybe they don't tell you that in the summertime, ants come into the kitchen and steal breadcrumbs. Or maybe they don't tell you that the house was once used for some illegal purpose because that may make people a little reluctant to buy it. However, if it was used for an illegal purpose, well, it means that the price would go down a little bit, wouldn't it? So you want to make sure to ask your agent for these disclosures so that you can just know what you're getting into when you're getting this house. You don't want to have things pop up a year later that you find to be a major issue, such as flooding, that you didn't hear about before you bought the house. Because it can come to cost you quite a bit more money in the long run. Now we've got two more that we're going to consider here. Our next tip is that you want to make sure to ask your real estate agent how often this property has been sold. If the property has been sold off many times, again and again and again, then, well, I mean, hey, like I said, ghosts could be a possibility. And that's an issue, isn't it? We've talked about this already, but you do not want to buy a haunted house. Trust me, it lowers the value of the house and you won't get a good night's sleep. Ghosts seem to have uh, some sort of vendetta against people's sleep. So make sure that you ask how often this property has been sold. Because all the same, I mean, if people are moving in and moving out, moving in and moving out, well, maybe they did all have legitimate, unique reasons, but it's something that you want to consider if you're looking to settle down, right? You want to consider a property that you can stay into for at least a good 10 years or so, maybe. You know, somewhere that you can really just put your feet up and, and get used to living in. So how often has the property been sold? It's a good question to ask. And if it has been sold many times, ask why. Don't just take the number and go with it, but ask why. Again, you can find out if it is haunted. You can find out if it has a bug problem. You can find out many things about what you may be getting yourself into. And in the long run, this could save you money. It most certainly can save you money. And then finally, the final question that Landmark Home Warranty suggests asking is, how long has the home been on the market? You know, how long have they been trying to sell it for in the first place? Hey, this can really help with your negotiations, right? If someone's been trying to sell a place for four or five years and it hasn't sold, well, maybe they're a little bit desperate to get rid of it. Maybe they're a little bit desperate to sell. And so this can really help you to negotiate that price. And if it has been on the market for a long time, ask why. You know, maybe sometimes the seller wants to sell and then maybe sometimes they get cold feet and they don't sell and they take it off the market. 
And what does that mean, by the way? Cold feet. Well, cold feet is an idiomatic expression to say that we feel unsure of ourselves. We feel unsure. Cold feet. We get cold feet. Sometimes you might get cold feet before you purchase a house. You may feel a little unsure and think, whoa, this is a big investment. Am I positive I want to do this? Well, maybe. Cold feet. And so you ask, how long has this been on the market? Maybe there's something up with the homeowner that may come to be an issue for you in the long run. Or maybe it can help with your negotiations. Or even maybe the house has been left abandoned for a few years. A house that's been abandoned for a few years, well, it can need a little maintenance, right? And uh, that can be an extra expense. So let's just quickly recap these seven questions to ask a real estate agent. Then we're going to wrap this one up for today. First off, why is the owner selling? And how long have they lived there? What is the market like in this neighborhood? What is the property worth? Is the seller flexible on their asking price? Can you negotiate it? Can you talk them down a little? Are there any seller's disclosures? Are there any important facts that you need to know before you buy this house that would be unethical for you not to know beforehand? How often has the property been sold? Is it haunted? Do ghosts scare people out of this place every six months? You should know that. You should ask that. And finally, how long has the home been on the market? How many years or months or weeks has it been on the market? This can help you negotiate a price if the seller is flexible. It can also help you understand if there's going to be any maintenance needed due to abandonment of the home. Well, those are my tips for today. That is what I suggest practicing for yourself to get started on. If you're going to be buying a house in the near future, you want to prepare yourself. You, you know how salespeople are. They can try and persuade you many ways. Maybe they can make you feel pressured into buying something. Well, asking these questions, these seven questions here, can help you understand if you're getting a good end of this deal and hopefully help alleviate the pressure of buying your new home. And for anybody who's interested in a little more information on this, I'm going to put the link that I was reading this from in the description of this episode here. So you'll be able to check it out there and you'll be able to read up on this yourself. If you're buying a home in the near future, if it's something on your mind, start preparing your English for that event. Why not? Why not go into that with confidence? You may literally save yourself thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars if you negotiate a home confidently. So make sure that you read up on that practice often, and this will come along. This most certainly will come along. Well, we're going to get to wrapping this episode up for today. I'd like to say thank you for your time. Thank you for listening, and thank you for hitting subscribe so that you're notified whenever I've got a new episode out. I have a lot of fun making these episodes. I really do. I love getting a little bit of feedback in the comments at the ends of these episodes. So, 
If you heard something here today that you thought was of value and you thought might save you a little bit of money or trouble in the future, leave a comment, let me know, and, uh, well, I'll be happy to hear what you have to say. Anyway, I've got to get going. Have a wonderful day or breakfast or lunch or your evening meal. Enjoy your evening meal. I myself will be dining on some chicken soup this evening. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, Estefania prepared some really good soup. And I just want to give a quick tip for something that she did. We didn't have any tomato to put in the soup. And we were just, you know, boiling a chicken, making chicken soup. No tomato, which tomato is necessary for a little flavor. And so we just put some tomato sauce instead. She said, let's experiment. Let's put some pasta sauce. It is absolutely delicious what she did with this soup here. So, if you yourself were ever cooking in the future, you find that you're short some tomato for your soup, put a little bit of pasta sauce in there. It may sound a little weird. I know, pasta sauce in soup? Well, Estefania did it, and it's delicious. And so, I have no problem having soup for dinner tonight. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Enjoy yourself. Have a good one. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.